your gut health is directly connected to your emotional well-being, to your mental health, to your brain health, and directly connected to the strength and health of your immune system. So before you think that this episode might be some kind of really dense, sciencey, nutritiony kind of podcast, and maybe that's not the kind of podcast that you always listen to, let me reassure you that this should be of interest to anybody who has a digestive system and to anybody who cares about their mental well-being, who wants to find ways to reduce anxiety, who wants to find ways to prevent depression, who wants to find ways to make sure that their immune system is, is as healthy as possible, and also anyone who wants to age gracefully and healthily. So I encourage you, even if you're not the kind of person to normally delve into a podcast about gut health, I have designed this podcast episode to be backed by science, but that's fascinating and that can be interesting and accessible. So I'm going to be sharing what I've learned in a simple and digestible way, pardon the pun. I'm so passionate about it because the things I've discovered lately have blown my mind and I feel like more people need to know about this and I truly believe that this episode and what you learn from it could help you or someone that you know emotionally and physically too. In the last couple of years, I've really got more interested in digestive health, in gut health. As some of you know, I partner with the number one nutrition brand in the world, and I've been working with this brand, Herbalife Nutrition, for almost a decade. And I actually grew up with this brand as well. So my parents, they came across the nutrition and wellness company 35 years ago now. So wellness and nutrition has been a lifelong passion of mine, but in particular, the last few years, the brand I've been partnered with and so many brands across the nutrition and wellness industry have been talking more about the importance of digestive health and gut health. And a big reason for that is because there've been recent discoveries on how other parts of our body depend so heavily on the health of our gut. So let's start with the gut's impact on our emotional and mental well-being. I'm going to drop a little bit of science here, but it's not going to be too heavy, okay? But it is going to be clear and accurate to the best of my ability because I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I'm just somebody who has read a ton of articles, watched a ton of videos, learned from doctors who have written books about the gut and I'm gonna try and turn it into everyday English. Our guts are filled with trillions of bacteria. That's very good. The majority of the bacteria that's in our gut is important. It's good bacteria. Yakult even called it friendly bacteria when they were doing that advertising campaign. So bacteria isn't just the bad stuff that we should be scared of kind of thing from the sort of cleaning industry marketing. Bacteria is also super important uh, and covers our body and covers our digestive system. If you have imbalances in the sort of bacteria, bacterial community that lives within your gut, which is called the microbiome, if there's an imbalance in that community within your gut, then this has now fairly recently been linked to numerous brain conditions. We're talking depression, anxiety, 
even the autism spectrum disorder and Alzheimer's disease. So it doesn't mean that it's the only cause of these conditions, but it does have an impact. And if we take better care of our gut health, what's exciting and what scientists are looking into more and more at the moment is that perhaps understanding our gut health better and taking better care of our gut could lead to improvements with those conditions. The next fact, which absolutely blew my mind, is that 95% of your serotonin levels, your happy hormone, 95% of that serotonin is created in your gut, so long as your gut is healthy and functioning properly. This is huge information, and when I heard that, it was the first piece of information that made me realize that taking care of your gut health does go beyond whether you feel a bit gassy or a bit bloated or whether you don't. We're talking about how it has a dominant impact on how we feel emotionally. And if you're one of my spiritual besties, one of my manifestation besties, and you're looking for ways to keep positive, to raise your vibration to feel good when 95% of your happy hormones come from your healthy gut this is some seriously important information for mental health and manifestation so this bacterial community that lives within our gut they digest foods and nutrients that our body does not including things like soluble fiber and phytonutrients, which come from fruits and vegetables. But also what's wild is that there are so many transmitters between the gut and the brain. So with the example of the serotonin levels, you know, this is because there is a brain-gut connection that scientists are doing more and more research about and that's being talked about more now than ever before in science. So it turns out that there are gut microbes that can produce neurotransmitters that literally alter our emotional state. According to this MD called Emeran Mayer, who wrote a book about the mind-gut connection, they say that our gut and these neurotransmitters within our gut actually keeps the emotional part of our brain in check, the limbic system as it's called. If you're like me, I'm always looking for ways to keep the emotional part of my brain in check. You know, whether that is doing breath work, whether that is meditating, um, you know, and these things work and I it wouldn't surprise me if they were connected not only to our brain, but to our gut as well. But just learning and being aware that so much of what's keeping our brain regulated, balanced, emotionally stable is from our gut. Are you starting to see now, even if you weren't a gut health <laughs> uh, fan or someone who was super passionate about it, hopefully from what I'm sharing here, you're seeing why I'm so freaking interested and prioritizing my focus on taking care of my gut now. I also read into some articles about the role of probiotics in a healthy microbiome, bacterial community within your gut, the, the importance of that and its relationship to medicating conditions like anxiety or depression. So obviously there is the, the antidepressant industry. In this podcast, I'm not going to share whether I think you should or shouldn't medicate. In fact, it's not my place to say because I don't know what it's like to be somebody else. Personally, for my own 
body, it doesn't appeal to me at the moment to ever consider taking medication for my mental health. But that's also stemming from a fact that I had an entire upbringing where my parents always favored natural holistic remedies over pharmaceutical drugs. So that's kind of my background and my influence. However, I have friends and I have other relatives who do medicate um, you know, with prescribed antidepressants and if that works for them and that makes their life better and that's the way that they want to do it, I support that. One um, study, they compared a group of patients who took antidepressants only and they compared it to a group who took antidepressants and in addition added probiotics to their diet. And it said that the group who combined probiotics, so digestive health supplements, you could say, with the antidepressants, they actually showed a greater improvement in depressive symptoms and a normalization of brain activity in brain regions associated with emotional processing, which basically in plain English means their depression improved and their brain activity and the way that they handle emotions was better as well. So what I think is really exciting about that piece of information is that whether you are of the opinion that you want to take antidepressants or you would take antidepressants, you could in addition add probiotics to that situation and it would help you even more. Or if you don't wanna go down the route of taking things like antidepressants, that's also really exciting because you could look into supplementing things more naturally with things like probiotics and seeing a massive improvement in those areas of your brain, even without the drugs. You may be asking, what can we do? What are these different things that can play a part in improving our gut health? And later in this episode, I'm gonna go through some simple recommendations and suggestions. Eating a very high fat and high sugar diet leads to excess fat building around the intestines and that has a major negative impact on the microbiome, on that bacterial community that lives within our gut. It can promote things like inflammation and inflammation is really never a good thing in the body. Um, it's also now been connected to premature aging of the brain. So things like dementia, not to mention also a weakened immune system. So why does an unhealthy imbalanced gut also have an effect on our immune system, I hear you ask? So we've been talking about how gut health has a major effect on our mental and emotional well-being. The other part of our body, you could say, that you might not have thought would have a connection to the gut is our immune system. This is another statistic that totally blew my mind. 70% of our immune system lives around the intestines. It's located around that area of the body. And I learned this statistic from Dr. David Heber, who is one of the numerous doctors on the Nutritional Advisory Board of the brand that I partner with. 
And you have to check him out on Instagram. His name is Dr. David Heber. He has got to be the coolest and most adorable doctor that I've ever seen. But he seriously knows his stuff. He's, no offense to other doctors, not every doctor is schooled in the field of nutrition in the way that he is. And he's written numerous books over the years about nutrition. And he's one of the pioneers when it comes to the gut-brain connection and the gut-immune system connection. Now, just to backtrack for a second, what is our immune system? Our immune system is the genius part of our body that allows our body to heal itself and repair itself. So whether that is overcoming a common cold or flu, whether that is how your bod, your, your bod, how your bod, how your body scabs over a cut or how your bones heal and regrow or even fighting off diseases. Our immune system really is like our silent superhero. It just rescues us the best that it can. That is its one and only goal and focus. Big shout out to the immune system. Immune health has become more of a mainstream topic than ever. More people are caring about making sure their immune system is in check, especially, you know, when it starts to turn into the colder months of the year. So bearing in mind that 70% of our immune system is located in and around our, our intestines, our digestive system, it's no surprise that actually a lot of the things on the list of what to do to keep your immune system healthy are also on the list of what to do to keep your gut healthy. So that's also kind of nice to think, okay, two in one. If I do a few things each day as part of my healthy habits, not only is that gonna help my gut, but it's also gonna help my immune system too. So that's working smart. So if you Google what does a healthy immune system need, often the things that come up are vitamins C and D, selenium and zinc those four typically always come up and are super beneficial for the immune system i actually have a supplement every single day it's called immune booster and it contains all four of those vitamins and minerals there's the school of thought that why supplement when you can get your vitamins and minerals from fruits and vegetables and i completely support that argument if we still lived in a world where our produce wasn't over farmed and harvested way too early. So sadly, although you can probably still get highly nutritious fruits and vegetables, maybe organically or from a farmer's market or something like that, the mass produced fruit and veg that most of us have access to have been grown artificially at wrong times of year from in terms of their natural cycle. The demand on the food industry to produce food fast and all year round means that compromises have been made when soil is over farmed to such an extent you can imagine plants take their nutrients from the soil and the soil becomes depleted of nutrients after a while which means that then when you grow fruit or veggies in that mineral depleted soil the fruits and veggies that you get don't have as many vitamins or minerals in them. The fruits and veggies that we get today may or may not have the optimal amount of vitamins and minerals that we would like them to have, you know, and then how many people actually do get their five to seven to nine fruits and veggies a day. So with all of that in mind, yes, in an ideal world, we could get all of our vitamins and minerals from fresh whole plants and whole foods, 
But I like to help the process along personally with the use of high quality supplements. And of course, the brand I partner with, I use all of those supplements and I love them. Um, So Immune Booster is one of the supplements that I have every single day. My parents have it every single day. Jamie, my husband, has it every single day. And we love it. You know, it has a kind of like um, berry flavor. It almost tastes like a a blackcurrant kind of flavor. Uh, And I personally like to have it as a hot drink. Some people have it cold or you could even add it. It's a little sachet, so you could add it to smoothies. That's also really nice. Um, So yeah, I would definitely recommend something like the immune booster that I use. And then vitamin D. Vitamin D is an interesting one because vitamin D, you may have heard you can get vitamin D from sunlight. And that is absolutely true. However, in a fairly recent European study, they actually um, looked at which countries have enough are getting enough vitamin d and i heard one doctor i forget his name i'll try and look it up uh, but i remember him doing a talk saying that if you live anywhere north of spain the amount of sunlight that you get per year and the strength of that sunlight isn't enough to give you the vitamin d that you like the levels of vitamin d that you actually need so if you live south of spain you're probably getting enough sunlight the sun's strong and it's there for enough of the year to be giving you that vitamin D. Same across the the continent. If we look at America, I would imagine that what's on the same line as Spain, probably like Washington, New York. So south of those states, you probably get plenty of sunshine. You probably get enough sunshine to get your vitamin D uh, if you're actually able to be out in the sun often enough. But if you're north of that, again, you might want to consider supplementing so that you're ensuring you get enough vitamin D. Interestingly, there was a European study. I I find this stuff interesting. Let me know if you do as well. But I just feel like it's normally if I was at school, I might find the sciencey stuff a bit boring. But because it relates to our health and our lives and our everyday, I just find this stuff fascinating. So yeah, there was actually a, a recent European study that showed a map comparing the countries that have deficiencies in vitamin D and those who are getting enough vitamin D. And there was actually a big anomaly on the map that kind of contradicted what I just said about southern countries not being deficient and northern countries all being deficient. And that anomaly was Sweden. So even though Sweden's more northern than a lot of the other European countries, it was in the green. It had good levels of vitamin D. And Sweden, although they have long days during the summer, they have long nights during the winter where I I have family in Sweden and they've told me that, you know, if you're going to work at eight in the morning, it's still dark. If you're coming home from work at 5 p.m., it's still dark. I mean, hey, it's still, it's like that in England as well, actually, in the winter. So if you work in an office, especially one that doesn't have much natural daylight, you're not seeing the sun. Your body is not getting natural daylight for at least a few months per year. So yeah, so how come Sweden has these good vitamin D levels? Well, it turns out, good old Sweden, I feel like Sweden's often at the forefront. It turns out that Swedish health authorities have been recommending that every person living in Sweden takes a vitamin D supplement 
Also, vitamin D is found in things like oil of, oily fish, which is a typical part of the Swedish diet as well. Um, and then in Sweden, they also fortify a lot of their foods, like their milk, with extra vitamin D as well. So that's kind of cool evidence to show that even if you live in a country that severely lacks daylight for months of the year, with the right supplementation, that can solve the issue of vitamin D deficiencies across a whole entire nation, which is pretty freaking cool. Way to go, Sweden. So that leads me on to the next part of this episode, which is providing you with a short list of things that you can do to improve and take care of your gut health. And as a knock-on effect of that, your immune health and your mental emotional health. Number one is look into getting enough prebiotics and probiotics. According to mayoclinic.org, probiotics are often found in fermented foods such as yogurt and sauerkraut, whereas prebiotics are found in foods such as whole grains, bananas, green vegetables, onions, garlic, soybeans, and artichokes. In addition, probiotics and prebiotics are added to some foods and are available as dietary supplements. There's pre and probiotic supplements and there's pre and probiotic supplements. So some are more effective than others. I personally use one that is dehydrated um, bacteria rather than the fresh stuff that you have to keep in the fridge. Generally speaking, the dehydrated ones can get through past your stomach acid and into your intestines without all being zapped by your stomach acid. But that's why in general, most pre and probiotics contain uh, billions of bacteria so that it can overcome the fact that so much of it will get destroyed by your stomach acid and so that enough of it still gets through to your intestines. So happy days. So yeah, by the way, any of these supplements that I'm referring to, I will put links in the show notes in the description so that you can have a look at them or sign up as one of my VIPs. I have a VIP service where uh, you get offers and discounts on all of the supplements that I use. So you can always sign up for that. The next one is it's important to also heal and reduce inflammation in the gut. So that's the next tip. I use a supplement for this. It's an aloe vera based drink. And aloe vera, if you've ever come from a part of the world where aloe vera grows naturally, you'll know that aloe vera is like a super plant that can be used to soothe sunburn or actual burns that you get from hot things. (laughs) Um, It's it's such a great natural substance that helps to soothe and reduce inflammation externally and also internally when consumed. The one downside of most aloe vera drinks and stuff like that is that they can taste disgusting. Uh, But I've found one and I use one that tastes really delicious. They've managed to, they actually have a patented process where they're able to remove the bitter taste uh, and keep the goodness of the plant because the active ingredient in the plant that you need, that part's actually not bitter. So it's all about, so if it goes through a simple process of removing that bitterness, it can taste great and still do the amazing job that aloe vera can do. So I drink that every single day. It's actually one of the ingredients of my gut health recipe. The next tip is that 
you've got to make sure that you're getting enough fiber each day. There's actually two types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and there's insoluble fiber. We're not going to go down a whole fiber lesson, but what's important to know is that there's basically two different kinds of fiber, the type that dissolves and the type that doesn't inside your gut. And we need both. And when we have a good fair balance of both, it helps with the whole digestive process and it helps our poo to leave our body as well. Okay. I said the word poo. We've, we've gone there. We're, we're going there. So, you know, if you struggle with constipation or irregular bowel movements or that kind of thing, it may be that you're not getting enough fiber. Certainly, I saw a statistic that the majority of Americans are getting less than half of the fiber that they need per day, okay? The recommended daily amount for an adult is 25 grams of, fri- of, fiber, of fiber per day, and most adults in America at least are getting 10 grams. So obviously, this might vary from country to country, but fiber can be one of those things that we don't think about too much. Maybe we think about getting enough protein. Maybe we think about how many calories we're having or those kind of things but how often do we count our fiber and it can be a bit difficult to count because it's built into so many uh, fruits and veggies and stuff like that so I have fruits and veggies as I've definitely mentioned on this podcast Um, but I also have a fiber supplement so I have a scoop of this fiber supplement each day it actually contains oat based fiber and apple based fiber amongst others Uh, so you're getting both the soluble and insoluble which is a big tick tick from me and that also goes into my gut health drink so it has this nice sort of appley taste I add the aloe, which has a nice fruity taste, and I also add a sachet of my probiotics. So that's my gut health drink recipe. Probiotics to repair the bacterial microbiome of your gut, the aloe to reduce inflammation and heal your gut, and then the fiber, which is also so vital for the gut and to help things move and progress through the gut and out the gut as well. The next tip is to stay hydrated. An obvious one, we've heard it all before. Maybe you're great at staying hydrated, in which case, props to you. But if you're not, and you've maybe been struggling to find the motivation to stay hydrated, allow everything that you've heard today on this episode to be more reasons why it's so important to tick these boxes and staying hydrated, getting enough water is so important. So the next one is daily movement, moving your body in some way, staying active, living that healthy, active lifestyle, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's running around and playing with your kids, whether it's dancing to your favorite music, All of these things are important for a healthy, active body. And these things, like I mentioned briefly before, they're good for your gut health and they're also good for your immune health and they're also good for your mental health. And now we know it's no surprise, right? Because all of these systems in our body are so connected. Avoiding a high fat, high sugar diet. This doesn't mean that you have to be super strict, okay? My ethos is that it's all about that balance okay and I support you whatever you want to do but when people 100% cut out food groups including sugar it's kind of it can be unsustainable and it can actually put more people off than help people so if that kind of idea of cutting out sugar completely intimidates you it intimidates me as well I like to be able to have 
my cake and eat it too in moderation. Also, sometimes sugar is important, like glucose is the only form of sugar that our body can actually convert directly into energy, say, for example, when we're working out. Um, so, you know, they're not evil all the time, but we're talking about avoiding having a high fat and high sugar diet here. And then the next thing that really impacts our gut health, our immune health, and our mental health is sleep or a lack thereof. Getting enough sleep, which I know sounds like an absolute pipe dream for some people if their children or their shift work doesn't give them the luxury of having a good night's sleep, okay? I'm sure there's people listening where you freaking wish you could get more sleep and I feel for you and my heart goes out to you and I hope that you can have a good lion sometime soon, believe me. Um, but it is a fact and we need to know, we need to be aware that a lack of sleep has negative effects on these parts of our body. It can increase stress levels, which also affects the gut. So stress Stress generally, not just through a lack of sleep, but stress has a negative impact on the gut. So making sure that you also do things to reduce your stress levels. Now, some of the things that are stressful in our lives feel out of our control and they very well might be. And in those cases, all we can do is find ways to practice our inner peace, taking a minute to take some deep breaths or meditating or reminding ourselves that everything is going to be okay. But with that being said, some of us also may be addicted to being stressed and maybe you find yourself in a habit of taking on too much, on like taking on too many activities, saying yes to too many projects when you could actually say no to some of them. Sometimes being super busy, feeling overwhelmed and saying yes to everything can give us a false sense of self-worth. But we don't need all of those things in order to feel important. You can have a clearer diary, a less stressed life, less drama, less chaos and still feel just as worthy, just as valuable, just as important, just as needed, just as lovable, if not even more so. Deciding, hang on, for my health, for my gut health, for my mental and emotional health, for my physical health, for the longevity and prolongment of my life, I'm going to choose to find ways to live a less stressful life. So it felt so fun and liberating to be able to yak about a topic that I'm so interested in and that I think is so important. And I applaud you for having the guts, haha, to listen to an episode like this, even especially if gut health wasn't your jam before. My intention was that this episode would be valuable for you. And I really hope that you've been able to take something away, whether it's just being more aware than ever and have a better understanding of your amazing gut. <laughs> and hopefully you can implement some of those simple things that I shared about 
what foods to avoid, what stresses to avoid, and what things to make sure you're getting enough of in your diet, whether that's through the foods that you eat or also with the additional helping hand of some high quality supplements. These things can make a massive difference and especially in the northern hemisphere of the world while we're heading into the winter months. I want us as a collective to be making sure that we're taking care of our gut health, our mental and emotional health and our immune system too. If you got some value from this podcast episode, please make sure to press five stars. If you haven't done so already, press the follow button and feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think would really benefit from hearing it. If you'd like some extra support with your wellness journey and if you'd like to become one of my VIP customers so that you can get offers on all of the supplements that I personally use and recommend, then the information on how to do that will be in the show notes or description below. Thank you so much for listening on podcasts or watching on YouTube. I appreciate you so much. See you on the next episode.